crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I even, I, I had like a little get together with my best friends and it's like, since we don't have, none of us have families here, so we're like each other's family. So we've agreed to only see each other and that's it, so we can stay safe. So, like, when we do get to see each other, we're like, ah, <laughs> let's just drink. <laughs> so that's what we did last night, like, I had a friend, she got so lit, she had to spend the night. And I'm like, okay, girl. So, so I'm like, oh my god, I have this thing, I have this thing in the morning. I better put on an alarm. So I don't know why I put the alarm on for eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so she's like, why are you up so early? Like I have to do this podcast thing. She's like, what time? Ten. I'm like, but it's eight. I'm like, oh, oh man. <laughs> so I'm. I'm of relief that we got to see each other and spend some normal time. And you know what's scary? I mean, I was listening to some news right now, and they're like, okay, we can lift the quarantine, but there's still going to be infected people out there. Yes. Like, we're screwed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how we're going to get back to this new normal. Yeah, I'm not sure. So how else are you coping with the quarantine? Oh, well, it's hard. I'm telling you because I don't have family here. So, um, I'm just trying to stay busy with like creating projects and working on my website and stuff like that. So, um, it's it's like, all right, what do I want to do today? And I have to create a schedule in my head as to what I'm doing. So that's 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 what's kind of keeping me busy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I understand. Same here too. I do work from home, um, on my day job, and I also have other things going on. So that kind of keeps me sane. And then, you know, I have a significant other, and I have two daughters that live with me. So it's not okay. so bad. Yeah, it's not so bad. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you have uh, your family and your girls. Yeah, I do, however, am like some people just like, I, I miss like communicating with other people in person. <laughs> yeah, even just like hugging. Like I saw a friend uh, just like Publix or something and it's like, oh yeah, you can't even hug. Like it, it's horrible. Yeah, it, it's awkward. It's definitely awkward. What would you say is like, your biggest fear in regards to the pandemic? Biggest fear? Well, <clears throat> you know, I really haven't sat and really, you know, let that process because it's just, when it started, it was just kind of like, all right, guys, we're just going to go in quarantine for two weeks and we should be good. And you're like, okay, I can do two weeks. No big deal. We stay home. Because um, I'm used to staying home. I, 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 well, when I did have my, my job, because I got laid off in November. So I've had my own quarantine since November. So uh, I'm kind of ahead of everyone. I'm already kind of used to my own schedule being at home. But um, I think my worst fear is like my, my parents getting it. That, right. that was like my first worst fear because you know of course they're older 
a buster and, or a server or whatever. So yeah, that that's my first one. Right. Now you don't know if you're gonna get getting it. And, um, and I guess uh, my second fear would be was is our economy. Like, what are what are we gonna be like? After this, how like I'm okay, me personally, because it's only me. I'm single. I have no kids. I have a puppy. <laughs> That's my life. I just take care right. of myself. But all the other people who do have families who do have um, other major responsibilities, like oh, I feel for them. Like like they lost their jobs, or whether they worked in the restaurant industry or hotels or. Here in Miami, like we're a, we are a tourist city, so that's been taken away from us because first nobody can come visit, and that's what hurts me the most. Like I can't imagine the stress that these people are going through that they lost their jobs and they don't know how they're going to feed their families. That's what scares me the most as well. Right. Yeah. I I can definitely relate to that one. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I have older parents too. And actually my mom is she lives in a nursing home. Oh. So and later late last year was around December, she actually had like a bad flu. And um because she she's like bedridden and like she was in a coma. She was put on a ventilator. As a matter of fact, she's still on a ventilator. So if she was to cast the coronavirus, this would be a life or death issue. So, oh my God, how scary. Yeah, so that is very scary. Um, as far as the economy goes, yeah, I, I remember the last recession and it wasn't so good. <laughs> it wasn't so good at all. So it is definitely scary, but, you know, just trying to be positive and stay positive and focus on positive activities. Yeah, I'm trying to, of course, I have my own stress and stuff, but like, no, I don't let let it get the best of me. I've been doing a lot of learning, um, like meditation and yoga and just finding new a new way of life um in how do I say like uh, working on me and so like I said I I've gotten a um uh like for instance since I lost my job back in November um but still I was blessed enough to get a severance package so I was I was good for about two or three months but with all that time, I'm like, what do I do? Like, yeah, I'm usually I'm usually busy with my blogging events, but it was already towards the end of the year, and that's it. You wrap it up. And I, I, one of my one of my best friends is a yoga and meditation instructor, and she started kind of picking my brain one day, and she's like, Wow, Mimi, you haven't healed from that situation, or you haven't healed from that breakup, or I'm like, what do you mean healed? what? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm okay. And she's like, really? She's like, we're, we're talking about the situation and look at how you're, you're even breathing hard. And I'm like, you're still bothering it. You haven't processed and healed that. And that was so new to me. Like, right. what? So I started to like find out why, why and how, 
And what does this mean? But and it opens up a whole new world. Um, through needing to work on myself, and now I don't have an excuse because I have all this free time. And right. and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a job by February. Boom! The Corona starts hitting. And Mark said, right. <laughs> so now I have even more time to focus on myself you know, in, in, in self-healing, in, in working on anything, any skills that I've been wanting to work on as well. Like, we have all this time. We have no excuse. When are we going to get this again? Well, we have all this time to work on ourselves. I agree. Like, when we retire... When we, you know, hopefully we're we're that we're that blessed enough to get to be that old and we can retire. Now we have all this time, but we're never gonna get this again. We have all this time, so might as well make the best out of it. So that's how I'm trying to take it for myself and trying to push it for others instead of the fear. Uh, uh, taking the fear and taking that over your life because the fear will just, you know, it's gonna make this longer. And the stress, oh, no, no, I just can't. So that's my approach in, in this quarantine is just working on myself. Because the better me, the better I can serve others. Right. I, I totally agree. I mean, I totally agree. It's definitely a time to look at yourself and, and look that's at And that's really- so many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what the thing is, like for me, I guess I've been, I started that process like several years ago. Really? So, yeah, you know, I remember being like in my mid-30s and I was just like, I really need to fix me. I need to change certain things. But because what happened to you that you had to, that you were, quote unquote, awakened? Life. Like I, I got laid off. Let's say around 2010, and um, I, you know, I had younger daughters. They were younger then, and I went through a period of struggle. And that period of struggle is what really influenced me to really start taking care of myself because I noticed certain things that were just not good. It wasn't um, leading me to. Um, I would say wealth, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about that quality of life, that self-love, you know what I mean? So I started that process several years ago, and this is something that I know that can't happen overnight. It's something that is a process that happens over a long time. Definitely. You know? So what did you start changing? Um, I changed how I looked at myself. I changed, like, one of the things is that I always seek validation. I always try to belong or try to fit in. But one of the things that I started doing is to accept me and to just realize that, you know what? I'm happy with myself and whoever is going to be around is going to be around. But I need to start doing things that's making me happy, that's you know, promoting my success all the way around. Isn't that, isn't that weird in our society? Happy is such, like, uh, a cheap word. Yeah. Like, 
good because all, all my life I've, I've 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 been blessed to follow my passion and follow what I've I've been loving to do. I don't have to get up every day and go to a job that I hate. And people are miserable. So people ask me, they're like, um, how come like you always have all this energy? Like because I'm truly happy with my life, with who I am. And they're like, no, I don't get it. <laughs> I know I get the same thing. They don't get like, it. You know, like, like you're so calm. You're <laughs> so calm. Like, however, I've <laughs> I've made choices in my life to stay this way. I could have easily um, gotten married to the wrong person, easily, and I would have been miserable. I would have been one of them. But yeah. I, 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 things happened that <laughs> thank God it married this person. But it, it's just I've been very wise in making my decisions as to are you going to be a part of my life to better myself and complement my lifestyle? If not, then I'm okay being by myself. I'm okay yeah. with that. I see a lot of people aren't. I'm not yeah. codependent. I'm not codependent. I don't easily attach. But because I I stick to my passion, I stick to wanting to help others and and helping them um, achieve their dreams or inspire their goals, or inspirations. You know what I mean? So that's that's what I've been doing all my life. Like while I'm chasing my dreams, I want to inspire others, and so that makes me happy. Like when my when my um, friends or fans that are that are following me on social media, they're always like. Oh, you've helped me do this, or you've helped me do that, or you inspired me to do this, and I'm like, wow. Even if it's just like two, three people, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Totally worth it. But people don't get this opportunity because they're stuck in their nine to fives. Yeah. So I think this little transition that we're going through is gonna awaken so many people to be like, I need to change need more than just a nine that's to five. That's a nine to five. And that's what I've been pushing to these people. So everybody who, who watches me is like, yeah, you know, I'm not making a shit to load of money. I'm not. But money does not make me happy. My passion makes me happy. And, and hey, if it's enough that it's, it's, it's making me, you know, it's, help, it's, it's paying my bills and I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. Yeah. But again, it's yeah. just me. I don't know what it feels like to have a whole family, so I don't know that. But again, I chose not to have that until I am really ready. Right. I I mean, I totally get it. And I've been a single mom for a long time. I wasn't always a single mom. I did have a husband at one point. Uh-huh. But um, when we separated and I divorced, um, it was just me and my girls. You know, and at there was a period of time after I got laid off in 2010, you know, that was like, I had that time and I was trying to do my own business and I realized I needed to go back to work for stability. Right. And I got, but the thing is I got comfortable like with just working. And then one day I was just like, this is not enough. I need to go back to being quote unquote Moda. I needed to go yeah. back to doing the things that really, did you know that's the name of my my modeling agency in Dallas? Really? Yeah, it was called Moda Modelos. Oh, cool! So for for ten years, I had a modeling agency called Moda. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, 
A friend of mine, Chris Fashion, is the one that named Limota. Ah. And it just kind of stuck in a, you know. Yeah. You know, not wanting everybody to know my government name. That was just cool using the alias. But. <laughs> I know. People have no idea that Mimi is not my real name. She's like, no, guys. <laughs> I want to keep it that way because when you're in the eye of the public, you have to be two people or you're going to go insane. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. So I love being in the public with Mimi and Mimi's the socialite and, and you know, uh, it's always out and about and stuff like that. But when I get home, I'm Michelle. Yeah. Me. Same here. Okay. That's that's how I grew up, and my family knows it as Michelle. Oh, they hate Mimi. They don't dare call me Mimi. <laughs> yeah. They only call me. I, I, I totally agree. Outside, I'm Carol Moda. You yeah. know, when I'm at events or whatever. Um, but at home, I'm Carolyn. Yeah. You know, I'm Carolyn. And, you know, even my boyfriend, he's like, he calls me Carolyn. He won't call me Carol like everybody else. He's like, <laughs> Carolyn is your real name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad you you continued following your, your passion. Yeah. So now we both agree that, you know, self-care, especially in these times, is very important from the inside out. But how do you feel about you know, the outside, like really like the makeup and, you know, just looking cute sometimes, even when you're not really doing it for anybody else. You're just like kind of just home. You think that's important too, to like get up and just yeah. fix stuff up? Self-care, being at home, like I just finally did my hair yesterday. I was like, oh, I, I washed it. <laughs> I put some makeup on. I put regular clothes on. I feel so much better. And because right now we're all feeling grumpy and lumpy and we're just wearing, you know, our gym clothes or, or just clothes that don't really make us feel this great about ourselves. And also, guys, do not get tricked by wearing baggy clothes because you're going to gain weight. Uh-uh. <laughs> you're going to gain weight. And, and so a trick that I've done and my roommates are, we're, we're doing now, I was like, we're just going to wear our sports bra and little shorts. Uh-uh. Let it hang. Let it hang. I also put up the scale right in front of the refrigerator. <laughs> so you want to get those carbs again? Uh-uh. No, no, no. Yeah. So I start feeling like, yeah, like crap. I feel like I'm starting to gain some weight. Uh-uh. Put on, put on the bikini. Put it on. <laughs> put it on. Put it on really feel like because you start wearing these grumpy clothes like like just whatever gym clothes or whatever and it's deceiving you're like oh i just want to be comfortable oh let me eat a little bit more let me eat a little bit more and you're not seeing what's really happening under so no 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 especially we live in miami and you know being in the eye of the public we're always on the bat we have to look cute yeah, I, I, I definitely to, agree with I that. Have to, so I'm, I'm always like in a sports bra. I'm like, oh, I feel my stomach being wobbling out. Uh, so, and yesterday I tried to do like these home workouts. <coughs> oh, I couldn't. I can't get into it. I can't get into these home workouts. Like I feel stupid just working out in my living room. I miss the gym so much. You know, I had a personal trainer last year and, um, when I first had him, he didn't really put me on the machines right away. 
He uh-huh. kind of said, I want to teach you how to really um, activate your core. And it's 20 minutes. Like, literally, you can just activate your core. It started with, like, neck rolls, you know, putting your head to one side to the other side. You know, the circles that you used to do in yeah. school <laughs> with your arms, um, squats, just like 20 squats you know, high knees, you know, simple things like that. Just rolling your waist around like you're doing yeah. the wine, you know, like everything is 20 reps, you know, it literally takes like 20 to 25 minutes. It's not anything that's too tedious. And if you just get in the habit, this every morning, as soon as you get out of bed, you kind of do that. Yeah. It helps. So that's what I've been doing. Um, every morning just trying to get into that groove because like you like the workout thing at home like I'm the person if I'm not in the gym I, I'm not gonna work out <laughs> yeah I'm trying I'm really trying to to do these because like you see all these ads on the home workout apps and videos and I'm like okay it looks fun so I put it on yesterday I'm like no I'm just looking at them like I don't know I feel stupid <laughs> so I think I need to work on that mindset just be like no it's not stupid maybe just do it just do it yeah I think trying to keep it simple too you know squats lunges planks um you know I think push-ups I think if you keep it to the core activities then it it'll help you to want to do it more too but I think exercising um especially I've heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard that being active, and matter of fact, Andrew Cuomo, he had the coronavirus, and he says one of the things that beat it was him staying active. Oh, wow. So definitely, you know, making your blood flow is important um, instead of snacking. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I found myself snacking a lot in the beginning, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to eat because I'm bored. Yeah. So I started to like, okay, let me just do some squats. Let me just do this here and there. And it kind of helped out, too, a lot. <laughs> yeah, I switched my water bottle to, like, the liter one. Like, the, I don't know what size it is, but it's enormous. I, I switched it to drink just more water, and that's been calming my my snack attacks so yeah i've always been that person that drinks a lot of water now i switched it up i switched it up to drink to drink even more because just being being at home you're like okay what 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 do i do and so yeah i I think the self-care is definitely um important i mean we're, we're 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 resting at the same time because we've always been on the go 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 um, but wow, like uh, doing your hair and putting some makeup on, even if it's just for that day, yeah, do it. <laughs> do it. I agree. So, how do you feel like you're one of those people that went knew whatever was going on in Miami? How do you feel like um, this pandemic is going to affect? the activities in Miami, the social scene. 
Miami's the the new new Miami is gonna be so awkward because we're so tourist driven. So are tourists gonna be scared to come back? Um, and even just us, the locals, how how are we gonna create a new new normal? Are we gonna have to wear masks at the restaurants? Are we gonna have to wear like not touch people? Like it's just exhausting exhausting as to how we're gonna have to go through this new new like and who's gonna create this new the government like how we have to live our lives now like god what's next what's 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 next and so we're gonna get it they're trying to protect us but how, how long is this new new for us gonna gonna affect us that that's the scary part where oh no right now i'm just on survival mode and i'm just taking it day by day and just making sure like my my family and my, my close friends like that we're we're okay because I tend to be like the alpha of the group so um I, I have to be at my best to be you know t- taking care of uh, you know not taking care of but just making sure everyone's okay so I it's it's, it's scary but just taking it day by day but kind of planning ahead all right what am I going to do which I'm, I'm, I'm going to put together this campaign, my comeback. What's your comeback going to look like once we're out of quarantine? Are you a better person or are you still the same as how we were when we first started? Like, no, I hope you are a better person and got to work on yourself and do things you didn't get to do before. Like, what are you going to look like? What's your comeback going to look like? So I keep reminding myself, like, am I going to be a better person? Am I, how am I going to be? Uh, what what did I achieve in all this time off? So I hope other people are looking at it that way too. Right, I I totally agree. And you are, I would say, um, very knowledgeable when it comes to social media and really building your social media. What can you say, or what advice can you give to people out there that's, um still wanted to build their social media, still wanted to grow their social media in the middle of a pandemic. Right. And so, you know, when I'm in this like blogger chat group um, on Instagram. And so whenever we post anything, we go into, we support each other to get the engagement up. We know where, because Instagram takes no notice how many likes and how many um, comments you get. So we support each other so we can get that going. So, um, it really bothered me when some of these influencers were still putting up sexy pictures in lingerie and making me like, no, no, guys, like, no, don't be posting up stuff like that because there's people right now dying of this virus. And yeah, I think it hasn't impacted us, but let's think of all the others who are um, uh, suffering from this and the families who are suffering like, I just don't feel like it's appropriate um, to be posting up, like, these type of images or posts on your social media. So that's where I'm like, you've got to be careful. Our society is really sensitive right now. Um, but if that's, like, your brand, like, you sell your, your lingerie company, okay, well, then that's what you've been doing all this time. But, you know, a lot of these influencers, we will be posting super sexy images, and it's like, oh, my God, I just... I don't agree with that right now. Once we go back to normal, all right, I could go back to your normal 
um, post. But right now, it's just being more sensitive to other people and just keeping it positive, keeping people, letting people know that, hey, you're not alone. You're not alone in this because we're all in this together. And so that's, I had to change that approach for my postings is just sending out positive, positive energy to, to everyone. Because we're already getting bombarded with negative by the media and whatnot. We're already having enough of that. So I'm taking it to my responsibility is as an influencer to keep the energy positive, positive, positive. Even if I'm being silly and I'm trying to make people laugh. And because usually like my stories, I that's what I love to do is just be silly, be my normal self and make people laugh. Um, and that's the feedback that I get from from my most loyal of followers is that they're like, Amy, we enjoy watching you. You just like make me laugh. And and you're inspiring about what you're doing with your with your goals and your dreams and and so that's what I'm doing. We have to be very careful what type of post we're we're putting out there because you just have to remember there's people dying of this of this virus. And um that's what I, I, I encourage like other influencers to to keep doing. Right. I I agree with you. I think um focusing on being politically correct and responsible with our communication is very, very key. Yeah. Um I mean, of course that's why everyone is on social media right now. Everyone. They have nothing else to do. Right. But yeah, we have to be very careful in, in what we're posting. I mean, I know some girls, like, that's their brand, being super sexy and posting stuff like that. But no, 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 not right now. No. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think at the end of the day as well, like, um, you should probably focus on bringing, you know, something more to the table, show people a different side of you that they might not know. You know, you never know that could be more appealing. You know, everything is in within reason and balance. And I think we need to really be responsible because like you said, there's a lot of people out there that is dying. Um, I have a lot of family that our nurses and on the front lines constantly. And trust me, the last thing they really care about is looking sexy. Looking sexy, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is a responsibility as, a, as an influencer to keep it positive and staying, staying current as to what's going on, um, keeping it light, keeping it positive. And once we get back to normal, then yeah, go ahead and start doing your things that you used to do normal. But are we, are we going to get back to normal? Even when the quarantine is lifted up again, like what, what are, what are we going to be posting now? What's going to be important surviving or wearing the cute outfit? <laughs> That's where I'm like, what's, what's going to go on? Yeah, I I definitely feel like a lot of us will be brought down to earth, you know, and to realize that life is more than the lipstick and an eyeshadow <laughs> and you know, like the Botox. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think you know what the thing is. It's like I see a lot of people, you know that do plastic surgery and no judgment here, but, you know, I think 
many of us need to appreciate who we are and the beauty that we were born with. Yeah. You know, because sometimes you don't get to adjust or you don't get to fix it. But it doesn't mean that life should stop for you. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't feel beautiful and own who you are, you know. So. Yeah. You know, I'm stuck in that too because uh, there's there's one day I'm happy with how I look. The next day I'm like, oh, I'm going to go get lipo. <laughs> I'm so bipolar when it comes to my body image. Uh, um, I'm, I'm 42, you know, so, um, but being in the eye of the public, I put a lot more pressure on myself. Um, and the public puts pressure, like, even when I get compliments, it makes me feel like, oh my God, I, I have to keep this quote unquote beauty to keep getting compliments to keep getting accepted by society. If I start losing this beauty, you're going to lose everything else. So that's the part that sucks. Like, oh. Yeah, I, I can totally, I get that too. I mean, I'm 42 as well. Oh, I didn't and know. I'm, I definitely have gained some weight over the past few years. And, yeah. But you know what? I, I try to not, think about those thoughts those thoughts do come like hey you need to work out more you need to be this specific person but I can't live like that so I try to like minimize those thoughts and to really focus on like hey you know what I am beautiful I am good enough as is (laughs) you know what I mean and if I do something is for the betterment of me rather than trying to fit in with society or with what people think that I should look like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, for me, it's not like what people think. It's me. It's like, well, I feel about myself. And if I continue still being in the eye of the public, which I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It, I, I put, I put that pressure on me. Like not, not really society. It's, it's me. Um, and it's like uh, yesterday talking to the girls, and I'm like, as soon as this quarantine is over, let's see what what Botox specials and what <laughs> life specials are out there. And it, uh, and if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it <laughs> because this uh, is probably the best time to get it done because everything's gonna be so chill. But yeah, I contradict myself too. Like, how, how do you how do you tell your daughter though? So? You know, like. Be happy, accept the way you are. However, society appreciates more beauty. Well, yeah, well, I I tell my daughters that, look, in this society, um, as a matter of fact, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, About 10 years ago, I met this makeup artist. His name is Scott Barnes. And um, he is known for making you know, like J-Lo had this glow, like he was the makeup artist behind that. Uh, so he spoke at Books and Books in, I think it was Bo Harbor. And he was like, look, this is the hard truth is that um, beauty, people uh, think of beauty in a certain way. And that beauty is what's going to get you by in life. Exactly. You know, it's unfortunate. How do you but, your daughters? 
Um, I, I tell them that it's important because I think that this is what I get is that what people see is how you feel about yourself. So it takes from going from the inside out. You know, beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder. But I think it starts with you because people will see that you don't think of yourself as beautiful by your actions and your attitudes towards yourself. So whatever you experience or however you feel about yourself, people are just going to adapt to that energy. But if you're confident, I don't care. You could be like, maybe you're not the most beautiful person in the world or people will see your beauty just because your personality makes you glow. And I think that's what it is. And then, you know, what's going to happen is that you're going to dress nicer. You're going to fix your hair nicer. You're going to take care of yourself better. Right. Um, so it's just like, it's a domino effect that comes from the inside out. So that's why I'm like, even in this time, like some, not to say that you have to get up and get dressed every day, but at least once in a while, you got to do it for you because, yeah, you know, for mental health reasons, <laughs> you know, you just got to be, remind yourself that you're still living. You know what I mean? See, I have, I have like five nieces and we were having like a conversation um, a while back and, uh, I think that um, my 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 cousin was telling her daughter she's like ten. She's like, oh no, you only have to be beautiful on the inside. That's what counts. And then I made this comment. I'm like, um, no, the outside also counts a lot. But being the mom, she's like, no, it's only the inside. And I'm like, oh my god, what are we teaching? <laughs> like the bubble. I I don't think it's I don't think it's um wise to keep um our kids in a bubble and be like no realistically this is how society is gonna accept you is like like how I feel being being um a blogger influencer in Miami right I feel like okay I'm pretty I, I think I I think I got my my stuff on point however then I'll see this other girl who is like Bam body, like whoa. Her extensions and her her makeup, and it's like wow. And guess who's getting more gigs? Me or her? Her. How is that fair? But she's invested more in her beauty because that's her brand. That's what she. That's that she knows that that's what society wants to see. So it's like, hey, that's not fair. I don't wanna, you know have to invest in myself that much in my beauty so it's like society's just sick like what we really appreciate and value yes i definitely definitely agree with you but i i don't know if i was a mom oh my god i don't know how you guys do it like i admire moms so much in this in this like generation because how do you raise girls in in it's it's a balance between the two. I mean, I have three daughters. One is 20, one is um, eight, 19. Actually, one is 21, 19, and the last one, she's going to be 14 tomorrow. Wow. And what I've seen is a pattern. Like, at 13-year-old, they were all a little awkward. 
they were all kind of unsure about themselves. But my two older daughters, as they got older, um, closer to the end of high school, they became confident. You know, and I, I saw that confidence and but it it doesn't just happen like as a parent, as a mom, you have to like guide them. You plant those seeds and guide them. It's a it's a constant thing. You gotta tell them like, hey, you need a shower every day. <laughs> you need to comb your hair every day. You need to take you know, brush your teeth every day, you gotta take care of yourself, you need to dress nice, make sure your clothes are clean take accountability for your presentation because that is a reflection on you, not because you're trying to impress everyone else, just because, you know, my mom always taught me that, you know, you got to honor your temple, you know, and our bodies are a temple. So it's, it's out of self-love that these things happen, not because like just because, because we're human, we're going to want to fit in and we're going to want to look cute. It, you know, that's part of nature. But I think if you teach your daughters to do it for the right reasons, they're not going to be superficial. They're not going to feel inferior or um, anxiety, you know, or have low self-esteem. They're going to do it because they know that they're queens because they know they're queens, you know what I mean? So they're going to treat themselves as such. Right. You know? I, mean, I can't imagine what it's like to be a teenager uh, uh, during this society, because when you and I were growing up, there was no social media. Nothing. No, they weren't. There was no internet. <laughs> like, I remember in high school, um, just watching you know, the, the school news. Oh, the internet is going to be launched this month and we're like what now yeah I was like a junior in high school um so we're talking like 1990 1990 like uh six yeah yeah like mid mid 90s and then Facebook wasn't launched until 2004 so I graduated um from college uh 2002 in marketing and public relations. So we had no idea how much our um, our culture and everything that is in regards to marketing was going to change. So basically everything that I learned was like old. <laughs> but it's, it's like you and I had, didn't have that pressure of, of keeping up with social media. Like I'm so grateful for that. And I'm super grateful that we didn't have that pressure. So I don't know how you're doing it with your girls, like Rotlo. My girls, well, my two older daughters, they're not really that much into social media like that. They'll post and then they'll delete all their posts. Like, they'll start from scratch. They got their own thing. My oldest daughter is just, like, getting into it. Um, And I guess... This is because I've always kind of raised them like that. They're like, okay, I'm going to decide on what's my trend or what's the popular thing to do for me. I'm not going to do it because everybody else is doing it. Right. People are going to want to be around me because they like me or whatever. So they're not too caught up with like, oh, I got to look good for social media or that's going to determine my value. Like they kind of know 
that's not the route to go. My youngest daughter, she's an artist, so all she posts on social media is her art. Uh, so, you know, that's how I'm dealing with it. You know, like I said, it's a parent's responsibility to guide your children. So whatever they're doing now, it's because somewhere along the way, you kind of set that tone. Um, you got to take responsibility for that, you know, because, you know, kids do but they, they follow you or or sometimes they don't have that foundation at home. So they just kind of like do whatever. Not to say, you know, people are, there's kids that's going to do whatever regardless. But I think that it comes from home. You really got to plant those seeds and explain why it's important to just like really honor yourself, not just be drawn or led by social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's scary what some of you, um, you know, people look, who they look up to. And it's like, wow, really? Them? <laughs> I'm so blessed that back, you know, when we were growing up, I had great mentors. I had mentors that saw something different in me and they invested their time and they put, you know, their wing around me and um, created me to be a leader. And they're like, no, 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 you're not going to be following. You're not going to be doing what everybody else is doing. You're going to be a leader. So since I was very young, I was trained and I was had that mindset of I'm going to be a leader when I grow up. And I started my business. I My, my, my first business was when I was like 24, 25. And now I'm going to be launching um, my brand new Instagram page that's going to be mentoring, consulting, and managing women who own their own business or brand. So that, I'm really looking forward to it. It's kind of freaking me out too, because it's like, wow, it's a big responsibility. Um, but I'm super excited. It's going to be called Insta for Boss Babe. So nice. I, I hope to be a mentor to many other women who have businesses or they want to start one or they even if they have just an idea right now and so i'm going to be launching that page super soon right now i'm just stuck in the freaking logo like you want to change this and and then you ask people hey how you like this and then oh my god it's become a totally different logo but i'm going to be posting the logo of today on the insta for boss babes and getting everyone's feedback and i gotta finalize it i'm so like ready to just Finish it. Cool, cool. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me on this call. Like, this was awesome. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. This is a great idea to. Um, this is a, a great idea to have you know this type of podcast and get everyone's input as to what we're doing and just how to survive and communicate with each other. Yeah, I, I wanted to do audio rather than video.